Henry messed it up. That's fine. That's fine. I'm no, this is maybe again. our theme. Exactly. Hello, all you cool cats and kittens out there. I'm Carol Baskin, and this is my <laughs> husband, Kathy. The Tiger King. <laughs> the Tiger <Yeah>. King, <laughs> Joe Exotic. And, yeah. uh, and, and we're here for you today for Reality Issues Episode uh, 3. And uh, let's see. Kathy, how are you today? Uh, you know, I'm I'm doing pretty okay. I'm mm-hmm. I'm pretty tired, just because I've been like moving boxes as I move into my new spot. But that's like all to be. Ex- it's but it's like you know it's exciting too. You know, like I, I like like I was late to our call indeed because I was like even it was just taking a little too long at the Target. You know. Yeah. Just that that type of thing. So it like both sucks, but it's also like ew. I like this shower curtain. Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. I like doing that at that Target. I did that three times at that Target, and uh, each time became <laughs> slightly uh, more fun, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think you just got to lose yourself in the shopping experience. Exactly. You got to give in to it. You, you can't fight it. You just got to no. be like, yeah, you have my to take- car is just going to live right here, and someone's going to bump into it. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Yeah, Who cares? You, you, have, you have to deal with the fact there's a selection of about six shower curtains, and you're just going to deal with whatever's there. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I just do. pick the least offensive one. <laughs> yeah, that's the key. Yes, the least ex- uh, offensive one's always the most expensive. It seems. <laughs> that's because yeah, that's because they know <laughs> that you're paying a premium for it to be simple, right? Like I yeah. just all one color, white <laughs> is perfect. Actually, like yeah, I'm looking for one that. Um, Never mind. I'm gonna skip that joke. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. I was, I was fascinated. You see, this is. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this I'm gonna, is the reality of our lives. I'll, I'll say, this I'll is... say, I'm gonna pick the one that um, won't keep any uh, fake tan spraying off if it's white. That's the one I, reason I wouldn't choose white in the past. Um, oh, I see. Um, well, down in down in Florida. <clears throat> not a, not of my own, but. What have you seen? That was the thing I was saying. Yes, I am. I am in a mood where I'm drinking an uncaffeinated beverage. That is how my day is going. Um, a gr- otherwise, mm. great day, but I don't want to amp it up anymore. Other than doing this podcast, which I am about to get super amped for. So, um, I guess I'll start off, uh, Kathy. Uh, what have you seen lately? I know we, just before the podcast, we were kind of listing some things off. Is there anything you like to talk about specifically that you've seen in the last week or so? Um. Yeah. Well, you know. So this is, of course, the perils of moving. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's, there's, I, there's an appointment with Comcast or mm-hmm. whatever that needs to be made. Hopefully, they give me a discount because I just shouted them out, right? Like cool. that, it, it won't work. But you know, whatever, it's worth a shot. I didn't even tell um, them I was moving. I just took my cable box and everything, and no one knew the better. So, yeah, right? Isn't that how that goes? I didn't give them opportunity to up my bill. <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so I got to do all that. That's fun, you know. Yeah. So I so I'm calling you from my phone. It's cool. It's cool. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sounds great. You know, by the way, this, sounds this like is, just oh, as fun as last you. week. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so you know, I'll, I'll you know that all of that is in motion, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but I because I don't have like the internet yet i i've only been relying on what are on all my old hard drives yeah and um that's a cool way to go back yeah and so that's kind of nice um and what i of course as uh any fan of me will know Mm -hmm. um i do particularly like bar rescue i think it's fun (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's excellent 
I've only seen a few episodes, but uh, it's on my short list of things I want to like watch a bunch of because I have a couple, a couple friends now talking to me about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like uh, like what I didn't know is that John Taffer apparently also used to be a bouncer at the Troubadour nightclub in really? Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And I was like, I see that. I guess he was like like Mr. Punk Rock, and then he became Mr. Bartender or whatever he is. Interesting. I could see. Guy. Yeah, I could see a lot of. Um, uh, a lot of that kind of bouncer energy, I think, would go into like running a club or like a bar, like yourself. I think that you need all those skills at the door, like all around the whole place. So that that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, right. I mean, you got to. I mean, if you're running a nightclub, you got to card the underage kids. You know. Yeah. All that shit. So Absolutely. you know. Um, uh, you can also see when he decides to de-escalate a situation in oh, a bar yeah. rescue episode. Like it's not always escalating. <laughs> yeah, um, that is classic. You know, mostly uh, it is. That's classic uh, bouncer behavior. I mean, that's why um, you know in like Roadhouse they called them like coolers or whatever, is because they're mm-hmm. supposed to like cool down the situation. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's the classic. Um, have you ever have you ever seen like a Gordon Ramsay kitchen nightmares? Uh, yes. I, I also watched a couple seasons of the F word, which is basically like the same show sort of. Okay. So that's what bar rescue is, right? Okay. He comes in is like, your fucking restaurant sucks. Do you want to make it better? Or nah. Okay. And if the answer is yes, <laughs> here, we'll stick around and give you all kinds of cool shit, but you got to yeah. do what John Taffer says. He's the boss, applesauce, you know, that yeah. type of thing. Is there an Amy's baked goods? <laughs> is there an Amy's baked goods uh, episode like of bar rescue? Like that oh, lady? Yeah, no, there's, there's like, there's <laughs> one where it's like, this will be the first time ever that John Taffer has given up, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. It's great. I like um, that. But like then the difference of him like escalating and de-escalating, and the reason I bring up Gordon Ramsay is because if you've ever seen Gordon Ramsay's kids mm-hmm. cooking show, yeah, it's like the total opposite. It's it's like where he's like, "Oh, this is Trevally to tempt or whatever." <laughs> like, like even if it's awful, like he's just like, "But you put your heart and soul into it, kid." Like that's that's the cook's way or whatever. Like <laughs> so, like it's not anyway. It's like weird. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. He um. I remember if anyone wants to go online and look up, there's like a three, four minute video on YouTube, Gordon Ramsay, where he teaches you how to make a, the most basic of broccoli soups. It's literally you just kind of um, uh, steam up some broccoli and you puree it with a little bit of salt. But he kind of shows you the exact way to do it to make it taste like perfect with very little effort. And um, in that video alone, I was like, wait a minute. Like at that time I had seen, it, I was like, this is Gordon Ramsay, he's like, he's like, a, he's like a normal guy. And in fact, he's like really nice. Like, He's just like us. Yeah, he's, exactly. The celebs, just like us. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh. There's also like every season of How It's Made, which I've brought up before. Mm-hmm. Also one yes. of my, abs- like, I just, I it's just so pleasant to me learning how skates are made <laughs> or like how a, a tub is vacuum like sealed created it's, it's like it's like a vacuum press it's sick yeah all of that machinery i fucking love it they so have, like um they have an episode for turvis tumblers those like classic um i don't know insulated cups from the 90s and 2000s like they they mm-hmm, made those they mm-hmm. made those here in town um there's a great episode for those i love that episode very cool well i love all of the descri- like the file descriptions because it'll say like how it's made season eight episode 34 then i'll say like hockey sticks 
fire trucks and then like manhole you know, covers widgets yeah. whatever yeah manhole covers and like that's the title of the like yeah in these uh files which i completely downloaded legally um yeah absolutely Extra that's, legally. That, that's their nomen yeah <laughs> that's how that's how they're labeled and it's just it's so delightful because i can be like oh yeah the one where they fucking show how baseball gloves are made this one slaps like i'm gonna put this one on again there's like, a really cool one for rvs <laughs> they show like the four million things that go into making an rv it, it looks like it must take like three months to build each one it's completely wild um I thought that yeah, was really no, cool. I love it when people's hands show up, like <laughs> like or a person shows up in how it's made. Because a lot of it is like, you know, yeah. somewhat automated, right? Like yeah, cans rolling down. But then, a, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like when you see like a human, like whenever they're like, "We make these ice skates by hand," it's like, "Oh, holy shit! Here, co- here comes the hand sewer!" Like, I was surprised. Are they gonna fuck it up? <laughs> the uh, the episode with Fisker's scissors I found to be really fascinating because there was a lot of hand <laughs> hand inspection quality control in that. <laughs> yeah, see, that's sick. That's sick. <laughs> a lot of padded that's gloves. That, that's, that's why that is the only brand of scissor I will you will find in this house, and yeah. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Like that Fiskers, right they there. showed you on that episode they're like you know that all scissors kind of look like fiskers but no scissors kind of cut like fiskers and then you're like nope well now we no, know that's why true because they're made in this special swedish factory or finnish or wherever they are in wherever um, scandinavian factory yeah by hand and that's why they're eight dollars compared to your i don't know three dollar scissors yeah but they're gonna last you forever i'll for tell life. you that exactly if you're careful with those scissors they they, they will be there for life which you know, it's not really a thing you can really say about a lot of things. Like everything is so made for disposability. And and, right? and we've plastic learned, handles, yeah. cheap aluminum, right? Like, no, I need that like fucking stainless. I, I need I need I, I like there I remember my mom had a pair of scissors in her desk, mm-hmm. like which were like ancient. Yeah. You know, ancient. And, and like just yeah, anyway. Yeah, I um, like I couldn't I couldn't go into the store and find that pair of scissors right now. Doesn't exist. Exactly. Or I even think of like um like uh those ones, I don't know, like in nineties art classes with like the beige handles. Like I feel like those were all Fiskers. And like, man, yeah. if I wouldn't love having like three pairs of those in my house instead of just <laughs> what I have. You know, so so the other thing that I've discovered is, of course, mm-hmm. and, and we forget this, actually, is yeah. that literally everything you ever want is online for a price. That's true. Especially, yeah, like sites like Etsy. I'm sure you could get a hold of any old crap or eBay. Oh, yeah. No, go to go. I mean, I, 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 you know, another plug. I mean, nothing like good old eBay, actually. Yeah. You know, absolutely. People who are like, I'm cleaning out my parents' garage, whatever, you know. That's how I found all my old tapes of um, – all my uh, VHS from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, I got all from just eBay. If you go and search for um, tapes sold as blank, like kind of in quotes even, um, mm-hmm. you'll find uh, basically boxes and boxes of blank VHS tapes that people have been like accumulating in like a, I don't know, it's almost like a that um, uh, the way that they package, repackage like bad stocks and like the big short or they mm-hmm. kind of explain that's what it feels like how you get like a crate of 40 unlabeled tapes from 40 different locations because I've, I've got stuff from like the southwest and california and like in you know the northeast all in one box so i know that it's not like just one person's but man that collection you'll find literally anything on there like the the, the crazy i have i have junior high proms i have 
I have, um, wow. yeah, like I said, the 1986 Miss America, like completely recorded, pristine condition, a perfect quality tape, probably only watched like a couple times. And then they even took the time to like record a little bit of the after effects of her winning when they kind of the post effects of them finding like a little bit about her history, which maybe we'll go into and we cover that. And one day I don't want to like just throw it out there necessarily, but um, fascinating stuff. Like, and, and you can only find that by just kind of randomly seeing like, what are they going to send me? Let's find out. Like, um, uh, and you can go to my YouTube channel out there. Uh, look, look me up. I don't even know. Uh, look it up on Twitter. I'll, I'll link it or something, but a lot of old videos on there for you to go to discover. And I'm, I'm going to add more to them, I think. So, you know, I feel like we need to just like add this to the doc that you and I, the, the document that you and I have been collaboratively developing. Yeah. Like, and then like share, we, we can, we can share it with the, with the, with the wide, uh, a listenership you know they can be like maybe we can let them comment even yeah i'd love like that. i have hours and hours of old tapes and commercials out there on my on my channel it's all in one place um and i posted i mean so much that you'd struggle to go through it all is that it's that voluminous so um yeah all for your inspection um but let's see yeah i mean that's all i've really been watching because that's all that's like really yeah. on the hard drive um there is one more thing I found on there, and mm -hmm. I know we might bring this up later, but that's the the other thing that was on that hard drive was an episode of Blind Date. Yes, please, please tell me about this. Okay, so uh, I, I have a I have a buddy from high school. Okay, who for at least right now shall remain nameless because I want to invite him onto the show. Yeah, we want to so that he can. Option. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I won't, I won't tell the whole story cause I don't like not, not any total spoilers, but maybe some background. Right. Yeah, so yeah. like, um, uh, this buddy, uh, he, he was just like a big goofball. Like uh -huh. he, he was, uh, he was, he was the older brother of one of my friends. Okay. Right. And so like, you know, we were like little sister to him. Right. So we were always like, eh, like what are you doing? Can we go with you to the mall? Right. Like whatever. Yeah. He wasn't that much older. Right. So like, it was like a couple years older. So we were like all in high school together and it's like around the time that like he's old enough to drive and we're not. Right. So we're like, eh. um, yeah. Anyway. So I'd known him for years, years. And he must have been maybe like a sophomore or a junior in college. Mm -hmm. um, and he was, he was, he was going, he was attending a school there in Southern California. And I guess I, I don't know how, but he winds up, I don't know if he winds up auditioning or <gasps> signing up. I have no idea how that should work. This is part wow. of one of the things I want to ask him. I have like yeah. 8 million questions now yeah, yes. that I didn't, that I wouldn't have had even like four weeks ago or something. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, because I've had this fucking thing on my hard drive for some time, you know, I've had it like basically since it came out. Um, anyway, that, I mean this, this hard drive copy anyway. Yeah. So, um, he gets booked on blind date, this dating show where the producers set up two random people, um, on a blind date, they, they choose them. And sometimes you got the impression that they were like actually trying to make a compatible couple. <laughs> sometimes right yeah. yeah so like that like it might get like really sexy or it might get like really romantic you know yeah. and then other times you just kind of got the impression maybe not so much that they're trying to set people up for failure 
But it's just like they're just setting up these like unlikely scenarios where it's like, you know, this isn't going to work. Yeah. And that's kind of more or less the situation was put into. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you can you edit that out? I didn't. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right there. uh, Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Um, So as we were saying. (laughs) Yeah. um, I don't think it was uh, just uh, this this unlikely matchup was I. I don't think that was the situation my friend was expecting. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is, again, no spoilers, but that yeah. is more or less the theme, the overall theme of this particular episode. And oh. um, I remember watching it when it came out and asking him how he felt about seeing himself on TV. Yeah. I was like, how much did they edit? And I remember having a conversation with him about it then. And again, I kind of want to save this for when, if when I know that he'd be, I know that he'd be down um, is what I'm saying. Um, And certainly he'd be able to uh, fill in more of these blanks than I could. I mean, right. I mean, I just, uh, I've, I've only been witnessing it secondhand. Yeah. This is, I, I, wow, this is excellent. This is excellent. And uh, blank name, uh, please. Uh, yes, this would be great. I, I, I invite I invite you to come tell your story. This would be excellent. I cannot. Oh, it's gonna be sick. Wait. Yes. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Um. So that's it. That's all I've really been cool. watching. So what have you been watching? Um. I've been. Uh. Let's see. I still haven't like. Con- I. I guess I have been continuing with Kardashians. I'm still kind of in the same spot. Nothing to report. <laughs> However, um, I am going to watch a lot of that in the coming weeks, I think. So I think I'm going to probably have like a weekly update about what's going on in the timeline. By the way, I'm, I'm we're somewhere around 2014. So if you remember where 2014 is, you can <laughs> reminisce with me as I go along in that story. Um, I do know that uh, uh, baseball starts this week. And I would like oh. to say that baseball yes. is a reality um, television program, essentially. I mean, all organized sports on television are. And, uh, it's like wrestling. It is. It's, it is, except we just trust that it's more real than the rest of them, and we have to trust that. We just have to trust that. We just have to because – Okay, so, so here, here's the thing. Um, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not use any names. Yes. Um, but uh, – because I'm moving into this new location, I mm-hmm. had to like you know I had to take the tour. Like here's the pool and here's the laundry room and uh-huh. you know all that shit. You yeah. know all that shit. So I was doing that, and um, the the person who was showing me around was like, "Oh, where are you from? You're clearly not originally from Santa Fe because it's pretty obvious I'm not." I think. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm originally from L.A. <laughs> and because um, it's true, I, I yeah. totally fall into that the moment anyone asks. I oh. immediately I'm like, I flip my hair like I'm fucking Reese Witherspoon and Legally Blonde and shit. I'm just like, hi. Yeah, I mean, if I could turn it on, uh, I'm going to figure out, you know what? I'm going to figure out how to turn it on. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Please <Yeah>. continue, though. <laughs> So she tells me that uh so so what when I tell her that I'm from LA like we immediately start bonding and she tells me that her cousin is a Dodgers player. Oh wow. Or was rather okay. a, and is no longer is and was and uh okay. told me who it was and I was like, "Oh, holy shit, like I know who that is." Like Yeah. Wow. Like not personally, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, but, but yeah, but like, you know cuz he's yeah, exactly. Yeah, wow. like and I, I you know and I I'm I'm 
like I love the game, but I'm very like casual when it comes to stats. Like I don't care about like so and so's RBIs, and I, I just I just like it. I just like being yeah. out there and watching oh, it and too. doing it. Anyway, it's the best feeling. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, and I miss it. I miss it dearly. Um, you have to go so see some like, yeah. uh, the what are they called? The isotopes. You have to go see an isotopes game this year. Yeah. Want to go see some Topes games, and then here in town is the Santa Fe Fuegos. Oh, that's right, they play over at um, where where uh, the Zobra is, right? That place. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. That's uh, what, what park is that called? I used that's, to go uh, to Macy, it's not Marcy Park. With the, Marcy. Yeah, for it's at Fort Marcy. That's it's it. got like an actual name, but whatever. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Cool park. The one there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. Baseball. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it a lot this season, and uh, maybe I'll talk about it here and there when it seems relevant to the show. Um, okay, but you'll definitely see me talking about it on Twitter if you follow me there. So that's why I'll spare you. Anyone else? Do you have a team? I mean, obviously, yeah, as an Phillies. LA person, I have to root for the Dodgers. I'm a, so. I'm a Phillies fan. Although I have to say, last year um, I wasn't very loyal to them. I mean, I guess they dropped off the postseason like immediately, but. Uh, <laughs> The uh, I I was a Braves fan just to watch the game just because in if you're in the Southeast United States they were kind of de facto your team because like um, they used to broadcast that on like TNT and we had like TNT okay. down here so like we always used to watch those um, they had like all the Braves games were just on TNT so that just kind of became you know the team that you watch like down here so uh, yeah I was it was fun to watch them since the first time I hadn't watched them like on those channels like go all the way and win the World Series that was super exciting so I, I that, <gasps> that was isn't was, there a show called baseball wives oh yes there's, there's another there's basketball a few of those. wives mm-hmm. right yeah oh, oh my god okay right I'm baseball adding yeah wives yes there is there has to be there it is yes I'm watching the hell okay. out of that I'm watching all of baseball the same wives. same yeah no we're not enough. <laughs> we got eight episodes. Okay, okay. Still, we're gonna go back and watch it. We'll we'll look this up. Hell yeah. It's, it's okay. Oh, it's based around uh, spring training in the Cactus and um, the Cactus League in Arizona. Okay, 2011 to 2012. But we're gonna watch. This was VH1. Okay. Okay. We'll Have you up. ever seen speaking? I mean, speaking of baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess two things. Have you yes. seen uh, the battered bastards of baseball? I have not. Oh, so so it's like a documentary about the like last standing, truly like independent minor league team. Okay. And it was like an ESPN documentary or something like that. Maybe it was HBO. I don't remember. Okay. Um, I don't remember that shit. What I remember is that it was, it was stunning. It was incredible. And I learned so much that I had no idea about the game. Um, and I think relevant, I think, to how we talk about, like, the lockout and yeah. how uh, Major League Baseball is treating, uh, of course, not just the players, but the minor leagues and the minor leaguers, right? Like, like yeah. it's... Uh, it's that's a very I would actually love to go into that because I think that we can fit that into the under the umbrella of the program, because that's something that um, even during this last lockout, I was on the surface very sad that I couldn't go to the games that I wanted to go to. But also, I felt like I didn't really know. Well, also, not to mention, they, they purposely make it as untransparent as possible, like literally when they would go in there and have negotiations on this last lockout, they didn't even they would come out saying, like, we talked for so many hours x like, mm-hmm. that's it goodbye so like um 
it would be interesting to go into kind of maybe what because technically if they're a reality uh, show then they have a cast and the cast is worth inspecting and I think that um, honestly mm-hmm. it's just something I would like to talk about and it sounds like maybe you'd like to talk about too so yeah, um, we'll cover that at some point yay add it to the future epi list I put it right because down the we bottom. are yeah baseball Gosh. so there's that one and then of course there's like this like really cute like I don't know like five ten minute short on YouTube about uh, Doc Ellis's no hitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen, I've seen like a Netflix thing, or no, was it a Thirty for Thirty or something like that? It was called like the. Was that the one called No No? Was that the documentary, or was that? Yeah, but it was like short. I remember it being only like okay. I don't know, like yeah, ten minutes. It okay, but it was it like on a YouTube thing. It was yeah. like kind of act, like animated. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe it was part of a longer thing, and I'm ignorant of that. In which case, I would love to see. You know, I mean, anything's possible. You I know? will. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna look. I'm gonna do some research. I'm gonna see what else we got about uh, <laughs> some some guys on acid doing baseball. Uh, oh, that sounds sounds like a wonderful way to start spring. If you ask me, like, <laughs> catch me at Fort Marcy Park. Yeah. Find oh, me. I will be the one running like through the fields, <laughs> like yeah, I have to chanting watch. like I'm in a Jodorowsky film. <laughs> like, I will... But about baseball. <laughs> That's that would be. I've never even heard of anyone doing that, like a well, sports game, you... like an affected sports game, as you would call it. Uh... Yeah, stunning. No, it's it's like otherworldly. Like I couldn't. Like I wouldn't be able to do that. Like I can barely. Like you know. Like. Like I can't take hallucinogens and be good at something. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. I don't like to be I just, anywhere. I, I can like be really be good at laying there, like staring at something. Like ooh. Yeah. I, I, now we're getting into my skill set. You know? I, <laughs> I don't even like to go on a hike. Like I went. On, I went on a hike once with a spliff, and I think I I just regretted that. It, it was not for me. I like to just stay in one spot mostly. That's my my deal. Yeah. No. I'm very. I'm very. I'm very like immobile. <laughs> like if I could be reincarnated as anything, it would be a rock. <laughs> Again, totally different story. But let's say reality TV is affecting people or affecting us. Mm-hmm. We can, in some way, we could talk about. I think we can jump, and this is the. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna speak about the Running Man, a show that was let's do it. covered in a movie that was created in a book that was created actually by someone else, as it turns out. Um, and uh, and The Running Man is a movie that was written by Stephen King, although it was, uh, well, technically the adaptation, well, this is hard to explain. So Stephen King wrote the screenplay. It was adapted by someone else, and then he took his name off of it and published it as Richard Bachman, which he has published a few of his books as, books that he wasn't fond of. Um, but for some reason, The Running Man, even though although I found it to be an excellent film, even especially for the time, um, yeah, he wanted nothing to do with it. I don't know why exactly. I'll look up an interview wow. at some point, but uh, yeah, he wanted nothing to do with it. So uh, that's that's strange. Yeah, that's strange actually. Yeah, I had forgotten that it was a Stephen King jam. Was it before? Or after? Actually, it would have been after The Shining, and I know that The Shining was another thing where he was like not a fan of being attached to um, after the fact. He felt like it. You know, maybe maybe he was mad about being outshined. <laughs> 
was. I mean, like, uh, I'm not trying to talk shit about Stephen King either because I feel like he's very formative to like one my like yeah. I think my love of reading. Yes, like it was like one like yes. like mm, anyway. Yeah, I, I Shawshank I, Redemption, the second true. Four Seasons book. Anyway, that's again different story. Yeah. Thank you, Stephen King, um, for writing okay. uh, a book that mm-hmm. Stephen King wrote a book that, um, I don't know, a girl I was fond of in high school was reading. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to read Stephen King. And then I became a friend of Stephen King. And I didn't never talk to the girl in person. So, <laughs> but I loved his books. <laughs> uh, the story of every boy on the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I loved uh, I loved reading the first part of it before it got too like creepy and weird for me to read, and so I started reading um, something else. I don't know. I wasn't into it at the time. Eventually, I would get into him with Under the Dome, and then Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three were my books that finally like got me in. Then I went back and read some Dark Tower, but I never really went through all mm. that. But um, or the Stand. I, I read a little bit of the um, seen the show and uh, loved the graphic novel adaptation, but I've never read the book. And I assume that it's oh, like way more never, detailed. Never even knew there was a graphic novel Excellent. adaptation. Oh, it's so good. And, and Joe Hill, his son, actually does the adaptation. Um, oh. So it's probably pretty hands-on. I imagine it's probably like pretty true to form, but I don't know. I've never read the book, though. So. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, no, I read a bunch of his shit. Like, like, well, and I love to short stories. I mean, again, I, I just mentioned like uh, – Four Seasons or the different seasons. That was the one that had Stand By Me and Shawshank Redemption mm. and um, Apt Pupil. There was an, there, they, all four of them get adapted into movies at some point. We've I actually covered, one was. We've covered um, him a few times, honestly, like through vague reference. We talked about, isn't Pet Cemetery his? Yeah, Pet Cemetery is we covered, his. We covered oh, that. yeah, because we talked about, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, the dog. Yeah. yeah, the documentary. Um, oh, and then we we just talked about uh, horror uh, as reality, and we talked about funny games. Yeah, oh, I watched. Okay, I have to, I have to back DMs. up. I did watch the first half of the original funny games, and I literally had to pause it because it was like 2 a.m., and I was f- kind of freaked out. That movie, yeah. the original version is one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. And I will put that right next to, because it fits perfectly with that. Um, was it, what is that one? The murder of, uh, Gianni Versace is actually what it's called. Um, oh yeah. 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 But the one with like Anthony Andrew Kanan. Kanan. Yeah. Yeah. That man, that is the reason funny games is scary is basic. I think that they took a lot of inspiration from kind of like funny games and that like having a person, who's perhaps at first glance like completely harmless walking into your life and ruining it (laughs) it's basically Mm -hmm. basically i haven't seen the whole movie but i'm just gonna interpret from the first kind of you know i feel like i need to read a book Uh, there has to be there has to be someone who's thought about this before i have it's certainly not new but like there has to be like feminist analysis on like why women love true crime so much right because like because like I mean like like the the reality is right is that like um if you know again not to be all like super serious for a moment but yeah. like the reality is like most women when they're assaulted if they are and most of them have been it's been by someone they like know yeah right which is why like funny games is like actually scary to me right like oh, yeah. no there's never gonna be some like dipshit in a hockey mask like. 
Like that's funny or whatever. Right? Yeah, and and I don't know in the in the original they're just like guys. They show up. There's no threat at all. There's no hockey mask. There's no. They're just like guys who show up at like a lake house and kind of like bother yeah. this couple. And there's also I have to say from the male perspective, there is a deep, deep, deep seated kind of animalistic fear of being like disabled while someone around you is like being fucked with. Um, okay. Like. Because immediately, I don't know, in the, in the other, in the uh, original, the guy gets like slammed in the knee immediately with like one of his golf clubs and he gets like kind of like sidelined in a chair for like all the film that I've seen. Terrifying. And um, that is, there's a very like the inability to act, the inability to help, the inability to like do something is also like, I feel like there's room for analysis there, obviously, but like. Um, you and I should go talk to a therapist about that. Thank you. Like, and I don't mean that as a joke. Like, I want no. Like, I, I want I, their take on it. Can we because find? Because it feels really. Can we find a reality TV? I don't therapist? know. Now I want to ask all my friends who find my friends who are therapists. I have a list of zero for for myself. So uh, I can think of like three, but I don't know if any of them are going to be. I don't know. I'll. I'll uh, l- let me ruminate on this. Yes, any any progress in that uh, category would be awesome. Yeah, because I feel like this like gender analysis of horror and true crime in particular, I think is like I, I feel like that's even if something's been written, it's probably been in like Jezebel. I don't know if it's been. And I'm not trying to talk shit. Like whatever, it's fine. You know, yeah. I just mean like. Um, you know, like like the book that you mentioned, right? Like, yeah. is it going? Is is it like on that like kind of like academic level? Have mm-hmm. like the American Psychology Association or whatever the fuck they might be called? Have they looked into this? Right. Because I think there's something there, right? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, even even today is like you know again I'm I'm moving into my new spot and like the lady was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, we're in this part of Santa Fe. Be aware of X, Y, Z, you know. And again, I'm going to kind of redact what mm-hmm. the, what mm-hmm. those things are, right? But, mm-hmm. like, um, part of me was, like, I, I lived in Hollywood. Like, you, like, I'm not scared of whatever's out here. Like, I, yeah. I'm actually, like, whatever's out here in Santa Fe, I mean, right? But, yeah. like... Like, my biggest fear is that, like, I'll get pulled over by, like, state police, like, Mm -hmm. on the road to, like, Vaughn, where, like, Mm -hmm. no one Mm -hmm. is around for miles. Like, that's the shit that scares me. Yeah, understandably. Like, but here, I'm just going to be like, oh, like, somebody's trying to get into my car. They might, like, accidentally clean it. (laughs) (laughs) Sincerely, I mean, I I honestly remember um, a friend of mine had their car broken into, and all they took was the change. So, yeah, yeah, um, that that's just normal. Um, and I don't even so this is I mean, and again, I'm not going to give away too much personal identifying information on the cast, but like I don't have tinted windows. And the reason I don't have tinted windows out in the desert out here mm-hmm. is because you can just look in and go, oh, look, there's just like a fucking Sonic cup. <laughs> there's some fucking old Lauderburger in there. You, you know, can identify like, this is a low like, risk. Yeah, this is a low value target. Whatever. We're going to skip this car. Uh, yeah, right. Like, it's not yeah. even like good shit. It's just like pot holders. We're going to go to the <laughs> Audi Q7 with three keyboards in the trunk. <laughs> no, so like uh, there was this one time uh, I was like on Cerrios and this, uh, this, this unhoused person was rightfully so yelling at all of the people who were like kind of ignoring him. 
And I don't, you know, I at least always greet my neighbors, you know, like, hey, sorry, man, I don't have shit on me. I'm fucking a dipshit. What do you want yeah. me to do? Um, and uh, he was yelling at me and he was like, but again, I wasn't like being singled out. He was just kind of yelling at everyone. He like approaches my car and is like, <laughs> like, you don't care. Like, look at all of you guys with all of your shit. And I was like look like i'm like yell at the land rover like do you see the car i'm driving like, like it's not like the greatest it's not like a piece of shit or anything but like still right you don't look at me and think oh this bitch is really making it in santa fe you know like i don't work at the labs what are you talking about uh anyway. the, 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 the crucial vehicle to see if you want to see someone making it is a subaru forester um all the all the dopest villains in santa fe drive subaru foresters um, oh, well, I have some terrible news for you. Oh. There has been an explosion in mm-hmm. Teslas. No. Wow. They Not were really rare. They yet. were really um, rare when I was there. I only saw like a couple around, you know? Um, you wow. know, the mayor drives a Tesla. <sighs> of course he does. Well, he's from the Valley. He used to run that um, Inc. magazine or whatever. Company? company uh, Fast Company. Fast Company. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, 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 he's part of that. Yeah. 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 I'm sure he's got some investments. Mayor? Weber, um, I have no opinion on you. I mean, I mean to make no comment on you at all. I've, <laughs> I, I, I yeah, believe me either. If I, anyone asks, I have yes, currently no opinion. I, I will not regard. I will not. <laughs> I will not reveal my voting habits on this podcast. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, well, that's just really the wrong. Funny. Just the wrong venue. Maybe on the other podcast, but not here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So so so. Uh, the oh, ro- I do want to add yes, though that. Um, please. Uh, whenever I watch uh, city council meetings, and I know I've mentioned this to you, maybe I've even mentioned it on the cast, but uh, it absolutely feels like Parks and Rec. It feels like that's what I'm watching. But to they're me, so it's lovable. more fun to yeah. see the real one. Yeah, they're they're great. I mean, uh, Mayor Weber, I will say, at, at a very basic level, a surface level, he is he does fulfill that like very mayor role where he kind of like. He's, he's, I watched, I watched one of those council meetings recently. He's, he's doing it. He's up there. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Seems like a mayor. It's like way more respectable than like Mayor Quimby. Yeah. I mean, our mayor, I'm not even kidding. Two, two of the last five mayors in Cape Coral been fired or, you know, one of them went to jail. So, hey, big upgrade on us. Like one, one of them was fired for beating up her husband in public multiple, (gasps) multiple times. No. Yeah. Um, oh my God! Way mm-hmm. to flip the domestic violence uh-huh. script that, that I was just our describing. newspaper would not quit for 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 a year. They were talking about it because it kept happening. It kept getting new incidents. Like even after she, oh my um, God, like re- resigned in disgrace or however it went down. Yeah, she, another incident happened, wow. and then they eventually got to force to move away from Cape Coral, Both of them, but uh, but yeah, one of them. Yeah, one of our wow. recent mayors went to jail for like real estate scams or something like that. So yeah, I'm, wow. I'm glad. Thank you to uh, and and Mayor. Um, our, our previous mayor, or I said our, your, your previous mayor, lovely man. Met him a couple times. He was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yes. So Santa Fe mayors. But to completely <laughs> change the subject, do something yeah, entirely no, different. Mean, the Running Man. Uh, let's let's, right. let's, Sorry, let's, let's talk a little remember. bit about The Running Man. Um, well, speaking of government. Wow. <laughs> yes, exactly. Government making interesting choices to uh, amuse and entertain us. Um, the Running Man is a television show. So what did you think show. of the opening? 
Like, like the is beginning, the opening a little too real now? The beginning was extremely real. Um, it reminded me a little bit of current events in a very in the very current events kind of way, without talking about current events. But um, it was it opens up with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Essentially, I'll just do a quick recap of the premise, just because mm-hmm. I think it's completely worth it. So Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, yeah, yeah. is essentially uh, it looks like a marine actually, which doesn't really make sense that he's flying an attack helicopter. But he's a marine, and he's uh, flying an attack helicopter. There's a crew of people on board. He's about to attack. He's being commanded over the radio from command to attack a group of civilians. It says it's 1,500, but then even when they die, it's only 125, which is kind of confusing. But let's say he was ordered to kill uh, 1,500 civilians with this attack helicopter who, by the way, were doing nothing other than just starving. And because at this point, they've set up in the beginning of the movie that, like, the world economy has fallen apart. uh, Things are bad. Um, and it's kind of like you're, we're near a 1984 type scenario. Let's say we're like halfway between today and 1984, but it's pretty grim. It's grim, real grim. And mm-hmm. so Arnold Schwarzenegger is being commanded to k- kill all these civilians to quell the riot. And he refuses to, of course, cause he's our hero, but the other people in the helicopter take over c- control of the helicopter. And, um, it's also worth noting that there are cameras set up within the helicopter, which record all of this. Um, and they take over the helicopter and they commit this horrible crime. And he is blamed for it. He's essentially arrested and um, taken away, as, as Kathy said last time, Shanghai, essentially, to um, uh, the, uh, well, a prison camp, essentially, at first. And then he escapes from the prison camp boldly with a couple of other heroes, um, uh, other protagonists. And they will make their, well, we, I, I, I want to stop, though, on the prison camp. The prison camp is extremely... Uh, it's worth looking at. I wrote a ton of notes down on this. I wish they had them like directly in front of me, but I kind of do, do just want to go off my memory. That prison uh-huh. camp was really fascinating because at the time they looked forward to, uh, uh, I don't know how else to approach this, but there are a lot of people of color in the prison camp. Um, even though mm-hmm. this is, I believe, supposed to be in like, oh, I can't remember. It's in my notes, I'm sure. Put it this way. It's very forward thinking that there were as many people of color in the prison camp saying that, oh, by the way, the year is 2017 in the film. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. That just told me everything I needed to know about the film. And it took off from there. So Arnold uh, escapes is then um, breaks into the apartment of who I believe was his brother, who is not even in the picture. Uh, but I think it was made in like 87. Yes, that is correct. Um, 87. Right? Yeah. And it he, was like 30 years later or right? something. Yeah, and if, you, and if you watch it now, you're just in for a treat. Um, and mm-hmm. Arnold uh, runs into this lady who is happens to work at the network where they produce the Running Man television show, which is a gladiatorial combat show, essentially, is all we know up to this point. Um, we don't Basically even, like American Gladiators but, for the folks at home, but, but like bloodshed. not. Like a lot yeah. of bloodshed, I think. Um and they have champions, and much like American Gladiators, there are champions and heroes, there are fan favorites, etc. And then there are challengers, and the challengers in this case, it seems like maybe it started somewhat innocently, or at least like volunteer based, because Jesse Ventura's character, who we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later, <laughs> Jesse Ventura's character um, seems to have been a volunteer, and also seemed to have started the Running Man, and maybe even just an actual gladiatorial arena instead of some kind of big production where it's like city blocks, you know, 40 city, 40 square blocks as they describe in the film, mm-hmm. um, four quadrants. So I believe that would be like a 10 by 10, uh, quad, I don't know. I can't do the math in my head, mm-hmm. but anyway, they make them go through each quadrant. There's a hero essentially, or like a hero character, a champion of previous, 
um, in each one, and he has to go through and, and take care of these people. Now, ultimately, that's not really the story. That's not really what the movie's about. It is. It's amusing. Those are the funniest parts of the films. You get to hear Arnold say some great one-liners that are like, perfect. If you wanted to go and make a movie today mm-hmm. that if you wanted to make a movie today that was like an 80s movie, you would write the lines in like let's say the running man didn't exist, you would want all the lines that Arnold says in this film whenever he like gets rid of yep. a bad guy or spares a bad guy even. It's like he spares a bad guy in this film. Like how good does an action movie get where like the bad guy is like, you know, like Terminator 2, like sparing the enemies. Like I just love that. I was, oh, I'm too good. You know, I don't even need mm-hmm. to take you out. Uh, what was the Dynamo <laughs> spare? Yeah, Dynamo. Because yeah. he's just too the goofy. Christmas you could kill Dynamo. He's just, he, he even says, like, you're so, so pathetic. Anyway, they're the audience, of course, the audience. We have to address the audience. This is a reality TV show, of course. And when you're getting Shanghai mm-hmm. and put into a reality TV show, it must be for some reason. And in, in this case, it is now for the very progressed um, we've, we've been watching this show for a long time. America and the whole world, they actually kind of communicate to us. The whole world is maybe America doesn't even exist anymore necessarily. Um, there may be like a world government. It's not entirely clear because of the way that they address sort of the world at watching at home. But okay. only because because basically the show itself is an active uh, suppression of resistance of people at home. Like um, the people watching the show, are the reason that they're putting people in these death scenarios is so that um, people at home will be distracted by bloodshed, not just from like the condition at large, but from immediate events. There is some kind of crucial well, thing that well, everyone needs to be distracted feel like, from. Well, I, I mean, and again, I mean, I feel like it doesn't really matter at, for this if we give away the plot, yeah. right? Yeah, like, go ahead. Yeah. We have to talk, you know, but like, because like, like the whole world or whoever, right? The, yeah. the audience, the the people, the hoi polloi, yeah. they're outraged that Correct. like civilians have been killed. And so like Arnold Schwarzenegger is part- participating in this like gruesome television show because he's also being accused of this crime. He's basically being he's basically being like uh, held up as the like lone gunman. No, this is the dude who did it. He like, totally went rogue he like wasn't following order like even though like that's exactly contrary to the reality but they're manufacturing the consent for everyone to go like bloodthirsty um right which is which is what we you know like i mean what was the you know we mentioned this at some point of like uh like in one of our episodes about like what does it matter that the police wear body cameras Right. Like the entire scenario in The Running Man was documented, as you mentioned at the beginning. It mm-hmm. was like everything was being recorded in the helicopter. Yeah. So like there was like an actual true record. It's just like those actual true records don't matter if like you're not the person in power of the story or in control of the story. Correct. Right. Like having the information means nothing if you can't get it to the right people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I don't know, like like so like it, it gets used against him as like no this is also how we're going to craft this narrative of like you're the villain now yeah. like yeah you were actually the hero of this story but we're going to make everyone think you're you're the villain and they're going to root against you yeah um and they were until like at, and then at some point I, i'd love to hear your take on it when the audience sentiment turns in favor of Arnold's character. The, the audience sentiment turns when the old lady uh, declares her support for uh, Arnold's character, who I believe is Richard... 
can't remember. Anyway, it's Richard. I don't remember Arnold. his name. We'll just call him mm-hmm. Arnold because, you know, it's Arnold. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Th- there's an old lady who stands up and I actually found this like really notable because I feel like not only is it the perfect thing for a movie to do, but also it's like they're showing like to the audience in the movie theater or at home, they're showing like this is the moment like even the grandmother is like on Arnold's side now. And like, they're saying like, now you're with us, the audience again. You're not just like looking at this audience, like a bunch of crazy bloodthirsty animals. You're now like, Oh, well that could be me. Like I could change my opinion at any time. At least that's how I felt. It felt like it was meant mm-hmm. to go like, Oh, you could be in the audience right now. And your mind would have been changed in five seconds from thinking that fireball should be the winner into thinking that, um, you know, Arnold should be. And I, I, yeah, that was, um, the grandmother was it my key kind of a key moment for me. <laughs> but um, what were you thinking? I'm sorry. Were you thinking of a specific? Moment? No, I just want, I just, I just, uh, no, I kind of just wanted to hear you say it for the audience too. But yeah. like, um, well, because I feel like I've seen the movie like a million times, you know, like, yeah, it was only my second. Time. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like I used to watch it a lot as a kid. Um, <laughs> and, and uh, I think there were a few reasons for that. Um, one, like my parents really liked Arnold Schwarzenegger and his movies. So like, yeah. if I was like, I want to watch the running man again, there was a good chance they would be like, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's one. And then two, like, I mean, quite legitimately, even what you said about like people of color, we've also talked about this about like, um, I didn't see very many actresses of color. Um, yeah the supporting on, actress on the screen right the yeah, supporting actress was amazing I, yeah, yeah i loved like, her she was so cool you just don't so like that was another reason why the movie was really popular in our home was because it was just like yeah look at her fucking be a badass right and i was like <laughs> yeah. yeah like i want to be like network executive bitch yeah, she's you know, so like, cool and then they throw her in she's later not just and, like yeah. a maid Oh, yeah. No, she's awesome. And she saves the day, honestly. And in um by like, yeah, she steals the real tapes and then delivers them to the audience to show the proof that Arnold was not a killer, but a, you know, a savior. He was framed. Yeah, he was framed for the crime. And the network also like seemingly the network. It's, it kind of reminds me we were talking about Max Hedrum last week, but it seems like the network seems to like run the world. Like the DOJ seems to answer to them, which is like really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I found that really, really interesting and worth thinking about the fact that that movie was made in 1987 and was talking about 2017. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love when the DOJ listens to Hollywood or they, when they work together either way. Yeah. Would they make like Black Hawk down or whatever? Yeah, or the fuck like, it is you know, or I don't know. Put 30 mil into like the latest Marvel film. Cause it has like an Air yeah. Force character in it. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, cuz they're they're going to show the blue angels flying overhead or there whatever. There is a lot of that in the um that uh the first Marvel movie they filmed in New Mexico, uh, Thor. There is a lot of like military folks in that and that was all um like weird. donated time essentially. I, I learned that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so weird. Yeah, it's it's weird that that See like look, again, look, look at how like like it's not like we're in it's not like you and I are imagining this like uh, uh, blurring of the reality and the and and the like fiction, right? Like like it's happening yeah. in front of us all the time. And I would say right? also, like, it's not being perpetrated by like a single 
stage of you know people it's just it's a way to make money and it's it's a media but i mean there's obviously people who understand how it works and can tune things to their benefit but it's uh it's it's omnipresent it comes from all directions and everyone wants to make it and everyone wants to consume it it's yeah so wild here we are making this well i mean is it i mean i i feel like um so like i i posted about our podcast on on my facebook Mm-hmm. And 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 one of one of my buddies he replied something <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh yeah, like I was like in an area where people could like like audition for Jerry Springer," and he like <sighs> commented about it. Wow. Um. Anyway, I was just you know, and he he too was saying about like how did people not know that it was fake when they were, themselves were auditioning, but then like people were just being like extra ratchet. Yeah, because they like wanted to get on the show, like <laughs> yeah. And I feel like some people needed to request. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Let's say this: some people needed more encouragement than others mm-hmm. <laughs> to become their mm-hmm. true television selves. Yeah, our fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> Jesus, terrible. Uh, I mean, it's why I liked masks in the pandemic. I had anonymity again a little bit. I liked that too. I mean, I'm, I'm that still was a very uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm still a very recognizable character, I feel like. I have to, like, really anonymize my clothing because I, I feel like I have, like, uh, I don't know, like a distinct style. So if you see me, you're like, yeah, that's Kathy over there. But, like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I feel like I just need some, like, generic, like, new balances or something. I wear three outfits when I go out, so you'll be able to spot me. <laughs> and yeah, I usually use them see, on camera. Like, and so. I have, like, this one favorite jacket, you know, or whatever. And it's like brightly colored. It's not even like, you know, like it's not even just like a black puffer, which like everyone here has. Right. It's like because then I could literally blend into the crowd, you know. Yeah. Look for the guy anyway. wearing blue shoes. That's me. I'm always that. Yeah. That's how I'm always identified by people in public. I'm wearing like a funny hat. <laughs> I don't know. I'm always also stupid. wearing uh, glasses even indoors just because. <laughs> why not? Uh, yeah. Because yeah. uh future's so bright. <laughs> Gotta wear shades, especially in the dispensary. Um, <laughs> so, oh my god, I went to the dispensary oh, since it was legal here. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I, how was that experience? That's reality. Oh, it's always surreal. It's always surreal because, like, so like I walked into this one and like the menu was like it was up on like all of these screens. And I don't know if you ever went to the Violet Crown, but like it's like this douchey movie theater in yeah, town. Yeah, I, and used, like, to, I, used, to go, I used to live right next to it and go there every week, sometimes twice a week. So, delicious. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, great beer. And so they have like mm-hmm. a, a great beer selection. That was right? my draw. So, like, yep. you know, that was my draw. Yeah. I mean, and the movies too, I guess, you know, but yeah, like yeah. more more the beer, yeah. right? Because you, you, like, I can just drink a beer at home and watch a movie, right? Yeah, or but, you could go to the Jean Cocteau if you really want to see some movies with an M. Sort of oh, also true. Also yeah. true. You know, or CCA too. You yeah, know? yeah, it's all there. You know, it's it's a pretty cosmopolitan town it for is. being like this big. Say, you know, yeah. you get, you, all the films you'll get every film. No worries about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, not every. I mean, but I'm spoiled again. I grew up in LA, so I could just you know, there there was the New Beverly, there was the Egyptian, yeah. there were like all of the Academy screenings you spoiled could go for to choice. for like five bucks. Yeah, I wish. I wish yeah. I could. Yeah, that I still. I still. I don't know. Maybe there'll be time for me to get some of that in. I know a lot of them are gone now, but 
the cl- I mean, the you know, theaters. but some of them like shut down because they were like sex pests, like <laughs> Cine Family shut down because they were like hitting on all the projectionists and shit. Anyway, yeah. it doesn't oh. matter. So. Cinera- I, know, I noticed the Cinerama Dome was gone, and that's some way, some place I always wanted to go. So. Oh no! Wait, wait, wait! But I thought I read something oh, that like someone, someone was it? gonna like say someone rescued it. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be like the way like Hugh Hefner rescued the Hollywood the Hollywood sign. sign yeah. <laughs> Again, one of my most favorite LA stories where yeah. I'm like, yes, yeah, we owe you one, Hugh. Yeah, and Hef- we absolutely, and we need that. Would be oh, there's a whole family of re- reality TV shows to get in on that topic too. Oh my god, I've never been to the Playboy Mansion. It's maybe it was maybe I think my only regret. Like I totally was slutty enough that I could have gone to the Playboy Mansion, but I never did. I was always like, I don't know, I don't know that I'm ready to commit to the slut lifestyle. And <sighs> I would have um, done it. I would have done whatever it takes. Took- yeah, I would have right. done whatever it took. And that's it. <laughs> Um, I was like, no, I just know that I'm never going to want to leave, right? And I'm just going to like, oh, I'll yeah. be like, yeah, I guess I will live here rent free yeah, for just, like sucking that dude's dick. I, don't I care. assume like, you just show up and start blending into the furniture if everyone likes you. I assume that's just how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and I'm so charming. I'm like Rita Hayworth and shit, you know. Anyway, so like, doesn't matter. So I'd be the cool one. <laughs> it with- just never happened. <laughs> well, I don't know if Rita will was it be a museum now? Is it, did someone buy it to make it a museum, or they buy it to make it a house? Oh, I have no idea. Because someone else owns it now. I don't know. But now I want to watch all of the, yeah, now I want, uh, I don't remember what it was called, but like all of like Hef's Wives shows. Yeah, the, um, that was called, that was called. There's like Holly Bonnie's. and. Yeah, it was like, it was like, no, it was, it was, what was it called? Yeah, it was Holly. And yeah, he had three women and maybe one of them changed out at some point, but I remember. Yeah. The wives, the wives. I, is how I remember it. Called? Okay, I'm going to well, write this down. Here, yeah, I'll, I'll write down. Wives. And I'll write down Playboy. <laughs> this is good. Playboy <laughs> reality show. Um, everyone will have to interpret that with the strictest understanding that it is a reality TV show that was on the E! Network, I believe. <laughs> yeah, that's Whenever I'm actually put E! Network next to it. Um <laughs> E exclamation point. I did. That's a, in my head. Just, that's how yeah, it is. No, if you could see the doc, make it clear, caption it to our <laughs> yeah. uh, our listeners at our, home and our future our brand, our future employers, perhaps. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so speaking of speaking, no, I of, mean, we'll never like. Do you think like intellectual reality TV commentary will? Do you think we, you and I, will get the recognition that like Siskel and Ebert did? If we work I hard enough, so. if we work hard enough, there's no there's no limits to where we can go with analyzing reality TV show in a new and fashionable way. Um, I would say, I'm, I'm I'm very serious about that. It might not happen no, I overnight. Too. Like I, I it can't might happen wait overnight. until we get to like American Pickers mm-hmm. and shit. Oh yeah, a hundred episodes in, you know, we're gonna. It's gonna be like, oh, uh, we'll be like uh, Young Metro. We're gonna do a million, then we'll sign the contract. Exactly. Oh, and you know what? Uh, uh, add this to the list. Um, all of the memes about Amer- uh, about reality TV, <laughs> right? Because like that's all they are. Like uh, uh, anyway. No, and by the way, I want to report. Story. I want to report. To our listenership out there, by the way, there are at least 30 of you. Um, at least 30 people have listened to every episode. That is triple the audience of wow. my other podcast, which is incredible because I would also say that it's expanding exponentially because it was only nine on the first episode after the first episode. And now we're up I've over like, I think it's like 36 on episode three um, with episode zero having the most listens. So I would say no one's supposed to reveal metrics since that's how the game is played. But since it's so early, I just want to let you know. There's like a whole monthy out there. We could talk to you each yeah. for a day for a month. 
So we'll just um I posted this in one of the St. John's alumni groups. But oh, only cool. one of them, because there's only one good one, <sighs> in my opinion. I, yeah. And I won't reveal them, but there's like, uh, as a St. John, so uh, Santa Fe Connection, mm-hmm. uh, St. John's College, the Great Book School, lots of philosophy and dipshit, dipshittery of that oh, sort. St. John's, that's right. They are the book school. Yeah. Yeah. You read all the ben classics, Saucy. right? Yeah, we read all the classics. So Ben Saucy, the current like senator, yeah, dude, he's he's he was part of the graduate institute program, but like undergraduates like myself, like we refer to the graduate program as like Johnny Light, oh. like Diet Johnny. Huh. Anyway, okay, okay. so like so like there's a lot of like disdain towards him and his alleged credentials. Interesting. Anyway, okay, uh, but because like you live this very like privileged, sheltered, mm-hmm. academic, mm-hmm. highfalutin life for four years as an undergraduate at mm-hmm. the end of uh, your senior year, you are thrown a party as a senior class, which is called reality. <laughs> that is amazing. You, you didn't know. Crucial okay, so link like, here. Incredible. Crucial link. Yes. Wow. Okay. So the whole concept of reality the party it's like a it's like a weekend party it's like congratulations you're graduating yeah from this fucking dipshit school wow right yeah um you did it uh here's a party it's called reality uh this is your last hurrah before you have to go out into the world and face the reality of being like a philosopher in today's day and age okay so there's the variety of alumni groups you know like you know, Johnnies who are teachers, Johnnies who are English teachers, Johnnies who are doctors, Johnnies who are like heart surgeons, whatever. Like you can start to get like all kinds of filtered, right? Yeah, like yeah. again, this is like on Facebook. There's one particular group that I belong to that is my favorite. And if they're listening, I hope they can hear me. Hello. Um, and I'm not going to name them because uh, I want it to be secret. Hello. But it's for all of the Johnnies. Can you hear me? Yeah, I was just saying hello to our our beautiful audience. Oh members. yeah, sorry. I, was, sorry, I thought you were saying. No, I was thought ad- you I was, were like hello. Okay, no, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I was just addressing her. Go, I'm sorry. Continue, please. <laughs> no, no. So, uh, it's for the Johnnies who get accused of not being like the other Johnnies, right? Like mm. the other Johnnies are like pretentious, like a hundred percent of the time. The the Johnnies yes. who get accused of not being like other Johnnies were the ones who do watch reality TV. We're the ones who do like go to baseball games. Cool. We're the ones who can like just hang out with like a normal human and not be like, eh, like, well, ontologically speaking, right? Like we don't I'm have so to do glad. that shit. Yeah. Like, and I can and I do, right? Like I have my moments and surely they will come up. But like I'm not like that all the time. Like, like I, like I hate people who are like that. I yeah. hate that pretension. Cause I don't know. Um, I feel like it's so not like worth it unless you can dress it up in everyday language. Honestly. I mean, there's also something that's just like, like it's fake. Like I oh, remember yeah. <laughs> this, this one, yeah. I mean, just completely fake, right? Like I remember I got into this argument with the, with a, I was like a sophomore and I was like at a party with a senior. Yeah. And like the wow. seniors like holding court. They're like mm-hmm. brilliant, right? Like <laughs> bleh. And um and this person is talking about how even though we study the classics at St. John's, like we owe it to ourselves to be modern. 
and I, I was like, cool. And I was, and, and then she, and then, so I'm like, dot, dot, dot. Like I'm waiting for this person to finish. Like modern and they go, the fifties. But, but yeah, by the way. Right? No, so, right. So I was, and so then she goes, well, this is why I listen to punk rock. And I'm like, Mo- okay. it is currently the year in 2000. Punk rock I'm died like, in around nineteen eighty old eight, as fuck by maybe. now. I'm like, like you're not even yeah. saying things like Aphex Twin, like which was like a big deal at that moment, right? Like yeah. it was like the Avalanches had like just dropped an album, like Strokes had just dropped an album, and I was like, you're telling me you're still listening to the Ramones? What the fuck are you talking about? It is our duty to be modern. Anyway, it just felt very fake, very pretentious. Yes. It, anyway, it, so I posted uh, yeah. our podcast into the only good group of johnnies that exists so hopefully they'll um i know that some of them started talking about it like in the in the little group chat like thingy yeah no it's it's very exciting exciting. hello to that again they're like the only good ones yeah yes please we you're our valued audience members as are all the people that i reach out to in my um uh 371 arms that I have online, I guess, <laughs> is a, my current count. Um, let's see. I think there is. Did we? Yeah. What else? Did, what else were we going to talk There was one about more today? thing that I, I had on the list, it was, which was kind of to define the border between scripted and unscripted oh, reality right. shows. And I thought it would just be right. interesting to kind of like pick a couple because I think the line is um, it might have started at a place in the beginning. But now I feel like, I don't know, everything is unscripted or scripted. And even when it's unscripted, people act like they're scripted because they're kind of, uh, mm-hmm. they've, they've witnessed see, they want to witness do, as it were. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I think, I think, hmm, let's see, what's the best place to start? Well, I mean, I... I mean, like, like my, so like my gut, right? Like, like if I like my first impulse, mm-hmm. like I actually can't think of a single truly unscripted unless it's something like, yeah, American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, because even if I think about, right, yeah, that's a competition show. Like, it's just like, let's see what happens. Yeah. Like, here you go. Like, maybe you make it for dear life mm-hmm. and maybe you don't, right? But, like, yeah. tr- like everything else is like, it's almost like, okay, a- we're going to put you in this situation. And we, yeah. like, so, like, there Which may not be like a script, but there's like a guide. There's like a man, right? It's yeah. like this whole Guffman improv thing. Yeah, like, we're not- okay, like, it's like blind date, too. Like, <laughs> Here's yes. the script. We're going to take you, a stranger, set you up with another stranger. We're going to send you off to go do a, like, random first date type of event. Might be a romantic dinner. Mm. It might be a bowling alley. It might be, like, you try on clothes at the costume shop. Like, who gives a shit what it is, right? Like, but you know that's what you're about to get into. I just thought of So, something. like, on some level, there's a script to that, though, right? Yeah. Isn't that what dating is all about? There's a script to that. Like, oh, hi. Like, how long have you lived here? <laughs> what do you do? Uh, yeah. What are your favorite movies? But right? in, like, in there's way, a script we follow. We follow scripts, which really, really, really confuses things because as we like to follow scripts, especially in uncomfortable or new situations, icebreakers, stuff like that, that means that now when we're, like, on uh, – Let's say, you know, a really heavily edited show, like one of those dating shows on Netflix, like um, mm-hmm. 
like those ones with the different rooms where people separated or whatever. I mean, yeah, everyone's everyone's always on some kind of game. They're always on some kind of yeah. There's no dividing line, I guess. Really. Well, when it comes to competition, there's absolutely no dividing line because it all has to be scripted because it all has to be produced. So, I guess everything right. everything everything uh competition fits into scripted. But how about this? How about cheaters? Is cheaters an unscripted reality show? Because some of it is unscripted. Yeah, because like some because like someone's being taken by surprise there. Yeah, right. Like, but that feels more like like it's like cheaters is the unscripted version of Jerry Springer. It is actually. You're right. It's just it's Jerry Springer live. Yeah, it's just like it's like cops in a parking lot, right? Yeah. Like cops is unscripted. Yeah, right. Like I think it even says that when yeah. it's like that cops would, is filmed live in on yeah. location. I would say that that's definably, <laughs> definably. Yeah, they cover that, they cover that a little bit in the book, actually. Uh, definably an unscripted reality TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then by the way, I just want to mention here: Have you seen the X Files episode that is a parody of Cops? Yes. Excellent. It's one of my favorite it's, it's ones. Sick. It's it's basically oh, it's so it reminds sick. it makes me think a lot of the Cloverfield movie where the whole, you know, first 85% of the movie you don't even know what the monster looks like so you're kind of just like freaked out. I love that concept oh. uh because it's you know because it, the the creature just to spoil a 30-year-old episode of X-Files, the creature in it is whatever you're most afraid of. So it becomes <laughs> whatever you're most afraid of. I I love that episode though. It's absolutely excellent and so, yes, I oh I almost yeah. want to cover the other one that's kind of like a TV episode. The, the one that's like, um, isn't there like a doc? Well, there's two. There's two of them. There's a documentary episode, and then there's like the one with um, Art Bell in it. Um, oh, I don't remember the Art Bell one. The Art Bell one is the one that has a. a, a speaking of, it has um, uh, Ventura in it. Jesse Ventura's in it as well. <gasps> Is that, oh, that's Jose Chung's yeah, from Outer Space. Yeah, Jose Chung's the from one, Outer Space. One, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yes, yeah. it's the Rashomon episode. Yep. It's the one where they yep, yep, all yep. get everybody's different perspective of it. And our oh bell is in I, it. I love that episode so where, much. What, who was he? Who he, was he? He plays that? himself. He plays radio show host Art Bell. Oh, no, really? Yeah. I just never noticed He's that? on the radio. Oh, my God. Because so, uh, Alex Mulder, Trebek is in that one? Yeah, and oh Mulder, Mulder's listening to it. He falls asleep listening to the show, and so it, like, affects his dreams. I think that's, like, the <gasps> set. Do you remember that in the – oh, my God. We're going to have to come back to this because, yes, like, I'm going to want to go rewatch uh-huh. them. But, the, like, the episode, the, yeah. there's the X-Files episodes where they make fun of the alien autopsy. And yes. then they have the, the, the fucking, the psychic, the amazing yappy. Yes. Oh my God. And wait, so that's like a, that's might be like a kind of episode that's like a, from like a different show too, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. It's like from yeah, like no, a it's fake like layers show. within layers. Yeah. Well, do you also, oh my God. No. Anyway. Mm. No, oh my God. Please. I always started going into the, yeah. um, uh, uh, invitation to love the soap opera that follows, uh, everybody in twin peaks. Oh. That like David Lynch only did for like season one, but then it like fell off. Like we never see the rest of Invitation to Love. I'm, anyway, I, I've got okay. a whole thing about I, that. Okay, I yeah, have no, Twin Peaks flip. in my. Um, I I haven't watched it since I watched it with a friend about twenty years ago. So I need. Okay, to well, I, I mean, I'll I'll send you the DVDs if I need to. Okay, please. Um, yes. 
We'll start a book. But the other thing that came to my mind when right now we were talking about scripted and unscripted um, and also to return it back to horror. uh, Another movie I was almost about to like shout out when we were talking about funny games was the Blair Witch Project. A cinema yes. verite style Absolutely. film horror. Oh my god! So presented like, presented like- with a straight face too. So mm-hmm. and that's why I think it qualifies because it's presented with a straight face. That's why I think it extra qualifies like in our show because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. it pretends to be nothing other than exactly what it is. Brilliant. That's right. I remember and, seeing and that movie one of opening those ones night. That's like really scary because yeah. like you don't really see what's happening. Exactly. Right? Like like it's like literally could be anything. Oh yeah. And, and it too is playing into that like X Files thing of like it is the thing you're most afraid of. Exactly. Is it an actual witch? Maybe it's like a, the Zodiac killer because like it could yeah. be the Zodiac killer. It could be that cute dude from Funny Games, right? Like, and they even describe it as like a tree-like creature in well the second one. I don't know. Um, but they, they, they kind of, in the lore of the, the Blair Witch Project, of which I think maybe there's four films now or something like that, they do, oh my God. they do like, even the, the most recent Blair Witch remake, I believe, <gasps> was kind of a, an extension on top of the old fiction. Like, I don't think it was a remake. Um, okay, so you, you, last time on the episode, uh, on uh, the last episode, we were talking about you being a goon. Yes. And I, I mean, I, oh, I, Mar- I Marble Hornets? You want me to talk about Marble Hornets and Slender Man? No. Oh, I was okay. going to bring up Slender Man. Yeah. And how that was like a Photoshop meme that started on like Photoshop Fridays yeah. or whatever, right? It's, yeah. And then like fast forward, like a bunch of years later, you have these like teenage girls killing people. Yeah, killing a girl. Yes. Yeah. Killing each other. I was just like, we talking about that. Okay. I was just talking about that. With and someone, yeah. Uh, there is an SVU episode, a Law and Order really? SVU episode, SVU. Okay. based on a true story ripped right from that, the headline right about the Slender Man movie, Slender or Man. about the Slender Man murders yeah, or whatever, like the, the whole deal. Man, yeah, yeah. nuts. Yeah. Oh my god! And again, like I watch a lot of SVU, so like all of the like ripped from the headlines. Oh my god, I love that Did shit. You, the doc, Did you, you saw the doc, right? The Slender Man killings doc. On HBO, I did not. Yes. Oh my god! Okay. Go seek that. Writing I think it's it just called the Slenderman Killings, is it, or the Slenderman okay. Killer, or something like. It might even just be called the Slenderman because it was still at the time when like nobody really knew, so you had to explain what the Slenderman was. This was before even like, you know, they had that thing in like Minecraft. So um, yeah, yeah. So oh my like, god. it was just really okay, funny I'm to pause think. you right here. I have to go yes. to the bathroom real quick. I'll be right back. All right, cool. And then we'll.
returned and uh kathy and i are back and we were talking about the slender man um, i think we were i took a minute to add some things to the notes at the bottom i mean, just already i'm looking at a list of like five to seven things that uh i'm gonna try to watch in the immediate future i'm gonna try to do a little research a little more research to, during the day i'm gonna try to cover as much as i can for the show so um I I, uh, I want to do some reports from the field. I want to review some things, but we'll get to all that. We'll we'll, we'll watch some things together and read some books together, etc. We'll work up. I mean, I was I'm so ex- like I'm so excited about finding like like I I feel like I have just been sucked into this topic. Like I like I feel like everything I see is now very different also like yeah like even just the like even just the way that like you know someone starts acting up at the grocery store and like Mm -hmm. people pull out their phones and shit yeah like i'm just like yeah like i don't care did did, yeah did did reality tv inspire people to act up at the grocery store or have we been acting up at the grocery store so long that someone noticed it and said if we put this in front of a camera um goddamn we have a tv show and I think both. I mean, actually, I think it's answer. a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. Yeah. yeah like, I, I think I think it's been this, like, vicious cycle, right? Yeah. Because it's like, um, because anybody can get this following. Yeah. Right? Like, like you can't, like, like, I don't want to say anybody can, but, like, no, like, really, like, anybody could just have, like, 100,000 followers on, like, wherever. Oh, yeah. And that may not be huge, but that's, like, that's an that's huge oh, yeah. right that that may not be like in the millions or whatever that's right you're not talking like ashton yeah. kutcher numbers or whatever right but like he was already famous like <laughs> oh yeah yeah exactly yeah he was famous uh, what is he well he's like the he's the recommended thing as soon as you like sign up for twitter so um, yeah that's ex- yeah I, having, I don't i don't know he was i don't know who he was banging at twitter until recently he was I part was of key ownership. one of the recommended accounts he was part of key ownership i think he owned like a percentage or something of twitter actually no really yeah like by, way 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 back like way back in the original wow. days yeah like he owned like half a percent oh my god like yeah what if we lived in the alternate reality where ashton kutcher of pranked yeah another reality tv show yep, i'm gonna put that in pranked yep Mm-hmm. Yeah, was the majority stakeholder of Twitter and not dipshit, yeah, fucking racist Elon Musk or whatever. Yeah, Fuck exactly. That guy. No, seriously, he's it's um it's getting comical by the day, and now he runs our website. Um, I say R. 
I'll say R. Yeah, it runs no, our I website. Know. It's, where, and, it's, uh, it's where the best things in my life have happened, honestly. Exactly. Yeah, me too. So uh, I'll say our website. And that's that's. there's a bit of news for everyone. In case you hadn't heard, uh, he, he runs our website now, kind of. Sort of. I mean, by being yeah. a majority shareholder, he kind of. Can you still have an AIM account? Can we go back to AIM? Uh, officially discontinued by the AOL Time Warner oh. Corporation. No, then, okay. How do we get it back? Uh, I'll tell you what still does exist MIRC. We can start MIR. We can start IRC channels again. Okay. Okay. I don't. Discord's gonna, too weird because it's like omnipresent. Discord is. Uh, I, I don't use Discord. I'm, I guess I'm in a bunch of groups. And, and, and hello to all the people out there who do listen to this who I am in Discord groups of. I don't like to use Discord anymore because I don't like the online presence thing. I don't like people knowing if I'm online and I don't like dealing with being in a chat room all the time. But if we can get IRC back, super easy to like host something up on the web, mm, I could get into that big for real. Okay. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Making yeah. a note. I, I, I want to go back. The doc has doubled in size, I want to say, from the start. Oh, my God. I'm so excited, though. Like, I'm so excited to look at it. Like, again, like, I've been, like, moving. So, like, I've just been, like, in my own, like, personal hell of, like, boxes and bags. Yeah. So so look forward to our official IRC channel. Um, Mm -hmm. That's how we'll communicate with with all y'all. And um, I think that that's a great... (gasps) We can call it IRC IRL. IRC... (laughs) Putting that in the document, IRL. Okay. Uh, See, it's it. We're, the the program is expanding and growing along with the audience. They're aware of everything we're doing, and they know our. <laughs> they know the audience is aware of our intention to one day work at the E Network. Yeah, they know. They, they know about our brand. By the time the E Network hires me, I have will have watched every episode of the Kardashians and will be an expert. Maybe I've watched it twice. And that is I'm gonna write like brand. a. I'm gonna like literally apply for like a PhD program so I, that we can talk about this. If I hadn't dropped out of college three times, um, I would. Oh my god! I've dropped out twice. I dropped out of my master's program and my law school program. I'll rip it I out. Love being I'll a rip dropout. off the bandaid. I dropped out of FGCU. I dropped out of UCF. I dropped out of FGCU again, and then I dropped out of Santa Fe Community College. Which, by the way, I didn't only drop out of because my life was falling apart. I got straight A's for my only one semester that I went there, and everyone loved me, and I love all of those people who I went to school with. But uh, yeah, here's the spoiler: my life fell apart, and that's why I stopped attending and I no. moved home. So. Anyway, well, hey, like, like my life fell apart too. That's why I left LA, and then like go. I moved here, and yeah. then it's been like slowly, slow, slow and steady wins the race. Like I must imagine Sisyphus happy. Like, no, no, no. I'm much happier now. Believe me, it's it was a disaster, and uh, I'm a much happier person now. But uh, Santa Fe got me there, so I, I think well, I think I, everyone I look and everything. Forward to welcome. I look forward to welcome you, welcoming you back to Santa Fe at some point. One day. We can. Uh, no, I mean, again, I will take you to my favorite buildings. I will take you to the Adobe IHOP. Oh yeah, I'm ready to be a tourist. I don't want to do any of the things I used to do. Oh, I'm uh, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you to all my favorite Santa Fe spots. Like they are like just, you will see them through different eyes if you're with me because like, like because we'll have gone through this reality process of like, hey, is is any of this real? And I'm gonna show you some of the fakest Santa Fe buildings. That everyone is like, this has been there since like 1750, and I was like, it was built in 1943. Yeah, and I, I live in a house older than the church across the street, which is known as a as a historic church. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I so I was just talking to uh, um, a longtime Santa Festino who mm-hmm. is like him and his family can like trace their whole deal to the whole wow. thing. 
And Incredible. I was like, what do you know about this building? <laughs> yeah, please. I actually brought that up today. Uh, oh. His answer was like, not much. He's like, it's just like, yeah, it was uh, yeah. like that weird cult. To, to all our fans and listeners, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll bring this up to Kathy, our, our, the local library in Santa Fe does have a book on the building that I used to live in. And I've posted pictures of that on Twitter. And if you can find that book, it's called The White Building. Um, the person who used to live above me in that building actually did have a copy. So I know that for 100% it does exist. And that's, I think what the book is actually called, but it has the history of it, all. Yeah. The- it's probably at the Santa Fe reading room. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> they, they have a full history of that building. And I've always wanted to know because 30% of the people at the time occupied in this building or, or that building was a cult. And it would be super fascinating to know all their history and also to get some real details so I can actually find out specifically the cult that was attached to before I, like, make any allegations or accusations about them. Uh, you know, I want to know the facts. So, Oh, yeah. um, and, and if you haven't seen it yet, you should also watch the uh, – because this is also on my hard drive. Um, it's the um, – going clear the Scientology documentary. Yes, absolutely. So I don't know if you and I talked about this. Uh, I've talked about it on my podcast at length. Um, I, it was, I was completely obsessed with it when I started my podcast. I I recommend watching the entire Leah Remini show, which I will say is reality television. Go watch all of that. It will change your life. It will change the way you think about Scientology. It will change the way you think about everything. And I I won't, I'm going to say, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. It'll change the way you think about a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. And and I will say that if you go and watch that, then you have to watch Going Clear after. I want you to watch Going Clear after the Leah Remini show. Only because okay. I feel like the Leah Remini show is going to roll out the information to you in a much more controlled way where you're going to get to know the characters. And in Going Clear was made first. So... I want to say that, but going clear is what allowed her show to be made because a lot of the people they interviewed in it, um, starting off with, uh, the, the director in the beginning of the movie. Um, yeah. Fascinating. His name. Paul Haggis, Paul Haggis, yes. fam- famous director of many films, many award, uh, Oscar winning films, Oscar winning films that he didn't even like. Um, crash, <laughs> crash. He says, he says right in the beginning of, uh, of <laughs> going clear that he hated, hated making crash, uh, and didn't like it. <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, uh, yes. Okay, so... Uh, Leah Remini the, Show. Watch it all. Blow your mind. So the Scientology tablets are buried out here somewhere in the in the middle of the New Mexico desert. Expand. Are you aware of this? Have you heard of this? Expand on this? I don't know anything about um, this. The Church of Scientology purchased land Whoa. somewhere in New Mexico. I don't remember where. It's like in a variety of articles. Easy to look up. And what they have done is they have, like, inscribed all of the, like, sacred Scientology texts on, like, I don't know, like, titanium oh. or platinum or They cover that a little bit in adamantium. The... Yeah. Who the fuck knows? They, they, they did it on some shit, right? Yeah. And then they buried all of the tablets out in the middle of the New Mexico desert. Wow. And, like, you know that it's there because, like, the big Scientology symbol or a variety of symbols yeah. are like on top of the there's, ground. Yeah, like they it's do, like, you know, th- yeah, there's nothing of visible. honor here. They make them visible from the sky. Um, yeah. So at all of the properties that Elrond is like attached to that are technically like his home, he's supposed to come back from space. So basically he has homes around the globe. 
um, that are owned by mm-hmm. Scientology that are no one lives in supposedly, except for mm-hmm. they're the future home of L. Ron Hubbard. Were he to return, he would fly down from space and be able to see these like mm-hmm. landing markings. And all the homes have these certain landing markings that he's supposed to be able to identify and fly down to the home and then re- I don't know, reincarnate or whatever. Um, yeah. So one, one of, those of them is, is, is here in New Mexico. Yeah, one's at Gold Base. Okay. Um, the Gold Base. Saying that, like you've already seen the documentary, Gold Base is the um, like north of LA kind of uh, place, the celebrity where Tom Cruise goes to basically chill uh, if he still does that. Um, okay. So the other thing mm-hmm. is that there is a Church of Scientology building which is right across the street in Los Angeles, right across the street from where the Upright Citizens Brigade improv comedy theater used to be, right there on Franklin Avenue and like what most people I think called like uh, East Hollywood, which is really funny. Okay. Uh, Different story. Okay. But right across the street from the Upright Citizens Brigade Improv Theater was like this old hotel, old Hollywood hotel, which had been purchased by the Church of Scientology and converted into a like Scientology like workshop area. Okay. Yeah. And I can't believe I didn't bring this up. I know I was just having this conversation with somebody. Anyway, um, I used to date a dude who lived right across the street Whoa. from that fucking place, like right there in that neighborhood. That's and so, yeah. yeah. So whenever I would go over to his house and we'd be like, you know, hanging out or whatever, like I would be constantly distracted because I would be looking out the window, <laughs> the window and being like, what are they doing up there? <laughs> like they just cracked a wow. curtain up there. Like I saw them. And then like, so all jokes aside, I'm also like an avid bird watcher. Like I yeah. carry binoculars and like bird guides with me in my car. Like there, you have a good chance of finding one upon my person when I'm like, just, just, just randomly. Like it's an excuse for it's private like, investigators too, for private investigators. Oh, out there. Oh. <laughs> and, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, um, so I always have this shit on me. And so like, Whenever I would go over to his house, like I would be like, hold on, I have my binoculars in my bag. I want to see what's happening. <laughs> and he'd be like, aren't you going to like, are we going to like, you know, make sweet love together? And I was like, no, this Let is me far more interesting. Window. <laughs> yeah, like it's far more interesting. Watching these Scientology <laughs> no freaks out here. Guy. Yeah. yeah, no offense to that guy. But yeah. But, th- but these people, they're, they're their own thing. <laughs> Oh, look, like, look, here come like five of them. (laughs) Yeah, the the bridge to eternal enlightenment, or no, 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 no. Bridge to internal, bridge to eternal freedom, I believe. Bridge to eternal, yes. Bridge to eternal freedom. Oh, no. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, my God. I'll have to watch the documentary again. I thought about that in a little second. Yeah. Thank you for taking me back. Absolutely. And I'm going to ask you more questions about that in the future. No worries. Believe me. Oh, my God. No, there's all (laughs) kinds of silly shit. Because I was also always looking for parking. Right. Like as I was like, oh, great. Like now I got to go see my fucking stupid boyfriend and he lives in Hollywood. So like now I have to like find parking in his neighborhood. And I was always battling the like Scientology people for parking. I mean, like, yeah, they had their own parking. But like 
it also felt like it was like the Scientologists who were being punished who were at that building because they were like made like they were parking where I oh, was. So um, I was like, why aren't yes. you allowed to use the garage? There's got to be like space for you. They were being I'm like, but they're making there. you walk like four blocks so that you have to move your car tomorrow <laughs> that, morning at like 7 a.m. because the street sweeper is coming. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that building, the big blue building, uh, they call it Big Blue, the one that used to be a hospital down there. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is the place that they send people to. Um, well, one of the places that they send people to basically be, uh, I don't know, what's the word? Um re-educated sort of they have a word they have a word they do yeah they do have a word for it which is weird to me but yeah that's what they do there um yeah well this was a different building this one wasn't big blue on sunset this one was like on franklin it was right by the gelson's which was also really weird because i would like I would like leave his apartment to be like, I'm going to go get like an ice cream sandwich for like $14 at the Gelson's or whatever. Right. And like, I would have to like walk through Scientologists to get there. It was so weird. It was so weird. So weird. I stayed, I will say this, the, the, the one time, mm, let's see, 2014, I drove across the country, wanted to go to LA and see things. I got out there and I stayed in some guest house in West Hollywood and uh, I went to all the Whole Foods and the Gelson's and all these places because I wanted, of course, because I was, it was 2014, I wanted to see all the celebs. So, mm-hmm. success. Very success on that mission. I'll get into that at another, another point because I do kind of want to wrap I can't wait. Okay. Uh, we will one day talk about all our uh, celebs. But I, I, I literally went to LA just to like, go to a bunch of vegan restaurants and then see celebs at like normal person places. That's, that's me. Yeah. If you want to know who I am, that's me. I listened to UID a bunch, and I was like, Seth's talking about East Hollywood. I want to know about East Hollywood, just like you were just saying. And so I drove mm-hmm. around, and I went to all the places that are East Hollywood and West Hollywood and all these places. In my own car, like, <laughs> it's the best. Um, and I got to go everywhere and see. So, so, And I did that kind of just because, like, I had heard people in podcasts and otherwise, like, talking about L.A. my entire life in movies, film, TV, whatever. And I just wanted to know on my own, like, what this town was so that it would have reference for when people talk about it. That's the kind of person. final question. That's my research. Have, have I already mentioned? Yes. Have you already answered this question? Yes. Have you seen LA plays itself? Have I seen uh, LA plays itself? It's a documentary. No, I have not. Okay, add it to your list yes. right now. Okay, so mm-hmm. it is a it is a doc. Uh, I'll say a documentary film Got made it. by a film professor at like Cal Arts. And it is like an investigation of the way Los Angeles plays itself in movies. Mm -hmm. Let's say, Mm. uh, you know, uh, Chinatown, right? It plays itself in that movie, right? But also the way that it will be a scene, a scenery, because it's like Hollywood Mm -hmm. for other locations. So there's this moment when it's like, oh, look, here they went to Big Bear Lake and they pretended it was the Swiss Alps. Yeah, you know shit like that. Anyway, it makes me it think is, of the it makes it, me think it, of the studio lots too. Um, the ones that are like oh my god, New, New no, York, you need to, you need stuff. you need to see this okay. movie. Okay. And then because like like oh my god, I went to go so I went to go see this uh, documentary uh, at, at at a screening when the fil- when the documentary filmmaker the professor guy. He was going to be like introducing the film and doing Q and A. It was like for a variety of reasons, very life changing watch it we'll talk about it yes add that to the list and clearly viewers at home you can tell that we're very excited about this subject um 
and uh, and and I don't think uh, we'll ever tire about talking about it. So. No, I don't think so. We're uh, going to have like a mil- Strap in. Be like There's a, a reason I put two okay. zeros, three zeros sometimes in front of the episode numbers because I just want to see all of this happen. And who knows? Maybe at some point there's two episodes a week because that's uh, what we can handle. But we'll see. We might we might get there. I mean, once I'm settled in, like I'm going to be like, yeah, this is like all I want. Like I'm just going to be sitting here like <laughs> come over and watch Bar Rescue. Exactly. We'll see. Well, I think I think uh, there's there's a, there's a fun path ahead for all of us, especially the viewer at home. And um, yeah, watch along for with them us. more than anyone. And yeah. this is where I will play outro music. Probably we'll see. I made Yay. a bunch of music today, and we'll find out. There may be intro music as well, and hopefully you enjoyed that. And uh, and we'll see you next time. Uh, anything else Bless you have to say, you. Kathy? Uh, no, just uh, I'm delighted. I'm delighted that people are listening to us say stupid shit. Yeah, so it's pretty too. awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening, everyone. And we'll, uh, we'll be back soon.